I have to have your best interest at heart and I have to be completely detached from labeling or valuing any of your answers. I have to stay in the game with you and approach this as if I'm a third party consultant with no skin in the game that's just trying to help you get clarity on should you make the investment or should you not make the investment. When engaging with prospects, the most important thing to keep in mind is helping them. This might seem counterintuitive to your goal of selling them, but leaving space for connection, trust, and discussion is where the real magic happens. And that comes from asking good questions with the genuine curiosity to learn about them, not share about you. Let's get into this discussion. I'm Kylie Schmitz. I'm Dan Lappin, and this is Breaking Sales, a non-conformist take on rejecting the sales status quo. Join the Lappin 180 team as we break the tried and died sales tactics and techniques that are failing you and your prospects. Dan, today we're talking about asking good questions. And admittedly, when I got to Lappin 180, I was not good at asking questions. I might have thought I was good, but I think I got knocked down a few pegs. <laughs> and quickly realized that the questions that you were asking versus the questions I was asking were night and day difference. Yeah, I think a lot of times when it comes to questions, here's one of those universal laws, right? How we're thinking is going to influence the questions that we ask. And we've talked about this. Our clients know this is like one of those non-negotiable rules of engagement. So that, for instance, if you go into a conversation and you have a set outcome, whether it's an interview conversation with a prospect or negotiations or anything like that, if you define the success of that meeting or conversation by a set outcome, what happens is you only ask questions aligned with that set outcome. And so you only listen for the things that you want to hear that align with whatever that outcome is versus asking questions to learn what you need to hear. Just a huge difference. If you're in an interview and you want the position, you're only going to ask questions that align with you getting an opportunity to get the position. And I think it goes without saying that if you're in a prospect conversation and you want a second meeting or some positive commitment or outcome, you're only going to ask questions that align with that positive set outcome. Yeah. And we're going to refrain from asking the questions that could end up being hurdles along the way and prevent us from making a sale because we're afraid that if we call these things out, then we're basically talking our prospect out of buying from us. And we'd just rather live in the dark and shove that under the rug so that we never really have to address those things. And maybe they won't even think about it. Yeah, it's an exaggerated example. And I've heard this before, though, but it's a little exaggerated is prospect says, hey, I don't think we are going to do this. I don't think we're ready to do this. If the sales professional in their mind has determined that the set outcome is win the deal, what will happen is from a reactionary standpoint, when the sales professional hears the prospect say, I don't think we're going to do this many a sales professional will then double down on, well, wait a minute, you said earlier that this was at stake. And you also expressed earlier that you wanted to achieve A, B, and C as well. So don't you have to do this? And then the salesperson doubles down on what they perceive the value versus what we know really works is you turn into it, right? Because in that case, the prospect says, we don't think we're going to do this. 
you slow down and you turn into it and say, okay, tell me how you got to that conclusion. Tell me what your thought processes were. Can you share a little bit about how you decided that was the best path for you? Because in that moment, now you're going to learn what the prospect's obstacles were. In the other path I described earlier, you're not going to learn any of that. You're just double downing on what you think your value is. I think the struggle here is that a salesperson will see that this is something that could potentially help the business significantly. It could have a really big impact on their business. And yes, that is true. The impact is there. However, there's some sort of risk going on behind the scenes that they're not sharing with you that is coming into play. So that risk, Kylie, great point, risk. That risk can be real but that risk can be perception too. Absolutely. So like, here's a great example, right? Prospect says, hey, I don't think we're ready for this right now. I think we're gonna hold off. Sales professional starts double downing on, well, what if, or what about, or what if we do this, or what if we could do that? You're not learning anything new. You're not getting to the crux of the issue. However, if you take the opposite approach with leading with questions and learning how to use questions as a very powerful conversation tool and a learning tool, you could turn to that prospect and say, well, tell me a little bit more. How did you get to that conclusion? Here's what happens a lot of times. The prospect often will say, depending on what business you're in, but for a lot of our clients, this is what the prospect says. We don't think we have the bandwidth right now to make the change. And the key to that is more often than not, the prospect doesn't actually need a ton of bandwidth to make the change, but they're under the perception that a change is going to cause them a lot of time and effort that they don't particularly have at that moment to spare. And so they push the change off, not truly understanding that change can happen actually with minimal effort. There's also a perception of perceived impact too. And some of it we've thought out thoroughly. Our tendency is to think through the risks and figure out why can we not do this? That's an easier thought versus what would happen if we did? What could we potentially get out of this change if we go down this path? And a lot of times we haven't thoroughly flushed out impact or we haven't thoroughly flushed out the potential risks that they perceive. And if we haven't done both of those things, we really are not going to be able to come alongside them in their thought process and help guide them through objectively making this decision to change or not make a change. Yeah, I think for our listeners to summarize what Kylie is just sharing is that number one, if you don't emphasize questions, you're allowing your prospects' perceptions to permeate in a way that might not be in their best interest. So it's like you're making assumptions that that prospect has thought these things through effectively, and there's a very strong chance they haven't. So by asking questions, you know, about how did you come to this conclusion that change or right now you weren't ready for change, you should be able to flush out some more of their perception of change and what they think their barriers are. And some of those barriers may not be true. Two, to Kylie's point, you also have to help that prospect define the impact of change or gain clarity on the impact of change. There's a strong chance the prospect doesn't have clarity on the impact of change. A good way to look at that as our listeners is think about a skill that you want to improve. And maybe you've known you've want to improve this skill, whether it's prospecting, asking questions, listening, but there's a skill that you've wanted to improve for a couple years but you've been episodic or at best very inconsistent in your efforts. Now think through 18 months from now, 
what happens in your business, what happens to your stress level, what happens to your sense of fulfillment, if you actually put some effort into improving that area over the next 12 months? What's the impact on your business and how you feel about your business 18 months from now? If we were to work you through that line of questioning, you would get clarity on the impact as something worth changing or not changing. And I think too many times we're not asking those types of questions of our prospect. So we're making assumptions that our prospects thought that through on their own and they truly haven't. Maybe, Dan, it would be helpful for us to walk through an example of this type of thing. So in your example that you shared, a skill or some sort of learning that you're trying to improve on. One thing that I've said is I really want to learn a lot more about neuroscience. So if you were helping me evaluate whether or not I want to dedicate the time to learning more about neuroscience, how would you guide me through that? I'd ask you, what is it about neuroscience right now that intrigues you? I'm interested in learning how to hack my brain so that I can do more of the things that are hard and I can figure out how to do them with more joy. What's your process right now, Kylie, for trying to accomplish that? Well, it's been a little stagnant as of lately. I signed up to get certified in NLP and I kind of fell off the wagon in doing my online courses. They're self-guided, so myself is not guiding me currently. <laughs> So when you think about this idea of joy 18 months from now, we'll say, all right, what's that vision? What do you see that tells you or what do you need to see that tells you that there's fulfillment and joy? I think better understanding how my brain processes stress is one thing because I know that Work can be stressful, life can be stressful, but if I know how to manage and also perceive stress differently, I'm going to be happier overall. I also think that this is a really valuable skill that my clients will be able to benefit from as well. And me being able to have that impact on other people's lives is almost just as important to me as having that impact on my own life. And those two things combined, I think, will help me. So tell me a little bit more though, right? I like where you're going. You're in a conversation with one of your clients 18 months from now, and you have certification in NLP, and you're in that discussion. What do you want to see, feel, or experience in that discussion that tells you the hard work you put toward NLP is paying off? I think it's just seeing those aha moments with other people where one nugget of information can unlock so many possibilities and help them shift their mindset. Okay, so I know from talking to you, you experience a bit of that even now. So why put the effort in toward NLP if you've already sometimes do experience that now? I want to experience more of it. So when you say more, like what do you mean more? Can you be a little bit more specific? Yeah, more of those aha moments, more of those impactful nuggets that... I think the most helpful people in life are the ones that can take something complicated and distill it down to something very, very simple. So I'm not poo-pooing the NLP idea. <laughs> I want to be clear. However, though, I haven't heard anything yet that truly says it's worth that commitment at night 
and that effort of going through those online courses and that extra discipline that you have to put on yourself, I'm not hearing anything yet that says that's a must. Let me ask you a different question. What happens if you don't do it? I'm going to wish I had. I'm going to constantly feel like I have this opportunity in front of me that I didn't take advantage of and who knows what I could accomplish if I had this under my belt. So what could you accomplish, you think? You may not know everything on it, but what could you accomplish if you have this under your belt? I think I can do more work with less effort and more enjoyment. Okay. And when you say enjoyment, walk me through that. What does that look or feel like during a day? How does that happen for you? There are chemicals that get released in our brain when we do things that we enjoy. So it's having more of those dopamine hits and more serotonin running through my body. (laughs) All right. So I got the chemical stuff. What about you though? When is that going to happen during the day? Is it at the end of the day? Is it a couple times during the day? When is that feeling most important to you? I think it's all throughout the day. It's in every session that I coach. It's in every conversation I have. It's throughout the day. I think it could be hugely impactful to every moment of my day. Okay. So for our audience, if you've caught on and you've kept pace, I can't tell Kylie that NLP is what she needs to do. I have to help Kylie create what we call a future narrative about what does it look like in her world from her experience if she does invest the discipline and the effort, and what does it look like if she doesn't invest the discipline and the effort. It is the same with your prospects. Don't assume that they think this stuff through. More often than not, they don't. I know you guys can't see me right now, but a few of those questions that Dan asked me, I had to pause and kind of stare off and think about because I hadn't really thought about all aspects of what he was asking me. Now I'm convinced I need to hurry up and go get my online courses done. So if I don't have my NLP certification, all of you have to come hold me accountable. As we were talking through this, I gained conviction in re-energizing my efforts here and I know this was just an example, but it was actually a useful one for me because it helped me really think through, do I really want this? Kylie's and my intent is to help everybody really understand and commit to the power and the art or the skill and the behaviors, all of that around asking questions and listening. We started this episode with, you know, prospect says, hey, we're going to hold off for now. There is a population of sales professional out there, a large population that will immediately double down on their effort, passion, and energy toward, well, have you thought about this? Or what about that? Or what if we give you a free trial? Or what if we take 20% off? Or what if we do something? Will you start it now? There is a large population that will default to that in that particular conversation situation. However, you're not getting to the crux of what's holding that prospect back. If you turn into it with questions by simply asking, can you share a little bit more? How did you guys come to that conclusion? You'll start getting into what their perceived barriers are, what their perceptions are regarding around change. And as you get into that, now you're getting to the crux of what might be truly holding them back. And you may be in a position to help solve or help ease whatever that trepidation point is. But you're only going to get there by asking questions. In our example, Dan, I think one important fact that we need to distinguish here is the fact that you don't sell this NLP online course certification. 
Now, what would change in our conversation if you were making a commission off of convincing me to take this NLP certification? Oh, that's easy. I would slide the contract across the desk, <laughs> all right, and give you a 25% discount and maybe a few extra coaching sessions. <laughs> I'm kidding. Nothing would change, Kylie, because my mindset is first. I have to have your best interest at heart, and I have to be completely detached from labeling or valuing any of your answers. I have to stay in the game with you and approach this as if I'm a third-party consultant with no skin in the game that's just trying to help you get clarity on should you make the investment or should you not make the investment. And that's it. Thanks for listening to Breaking Sales. If you want to get engaged with us outside of this podcast, be sure to go to our website, lapin180.com. That's L-A-P-P-I-N 180.com. And there you'll find information on upcoming workshops, different events we're doing throughout the United States, ways to engage with us on social media, as well as a form where you can suggest topics or guests for the podcast. We want to hear from you, so don't be shy. Kylie out. All right. Do we have another episode?